Welcome to What's Right, where I talk to other songwriters and music industry folks about what they do and why they do it. My guest today I've known since I was a teen. We've played hundreds of shows together as uh, members of Callahan the Vibe, and he has a brand new album out right now. You can get it anywhere. He's one of my oldest pals. My guest today is Colton Fox. Yeah. Yeah, got a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Can you sit here? I was like, I was like trying to make it, trying to make it not formal at all. But at the same time, I was like, don't sit over there. Like that's that's stupid. Don't sit on that one. I love you, bro. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What is your writing like right now? Is it? Any, Sorry, like, is it any? I feel different? like this is like two ferns right now. Like you're yeah. gonna be like, oh yeah, another one, one second. And you're just staring at me the whole yeah. time. Anyway, we're we're here with yeah. Colton. Pops. Is that your theme song? Yeah. I don't have a theme yeah, song. It cost yet. you twenty grand a month to fucking have this. I don't pattern. have a theme song yet. You need one. I know. I think I want you to just like make one in in MIDI with like random cool sounds. Yeah. Kind of like uh, the traffic <laughs> Yeah, jam. the traffic jam. Dude, you can take that one if you want. That one's just up in the cosmos, dude. It's just one of the last ones on my, my Google Drive. I just listen to it every now and then when I'm in Dallas or something. Oh, you gotta send it to me. I yeah. love that. Like, was it, did you just make that in Logic? Yeah, I literally just, it was like two in the morning. I just got back from a big, I think it was Dallas. And I was, I get so overwhelmed when I'm in Dallas or Austin. And it's to the point where it's like, I try to play music, but it's like, it's kind of like back when I like, you know, did cocaine. You know, this was a while back ago, but I tried to like, play. Like two or three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to, no. And uh, I tried to find songs on the way back from like my show. I was playing in Odessa a lot back then. So like got that cartel good, good, you know? Yeah, yeah, At least yeah. that's what the seller said. That's what anybody says, really. And that's probably where it comes from. Probably. But um, I was like, okay, yeah, let me spend, you know, half my paycheck today on this fucking little nuggy thing here. But I'd go, I'd be driving back home and just be, I'd be so aggravated at every song, just like not what I want. And it's like, yeah. I'm just, but that's just because it was, it was drugs and I was, I, I just got antsy on that shit all the time anyway. But, but yeah, so I, anyway, the traffic song I wrote on, like I got back from Dallas and I just needed a song that was just soothing, but like had traffic sounds in the background so I could just be in a traffic jam in Dallas and just hear that that smooth kind of jazzy sort of I don't know what you call those keys I guess bluesy keys it's kind of like Oliver and Company style like yeah I, I definitely got like a New York vibe on yeah. it all maybe like I had like a almost like a Hey Arnold vibe yeah happening. like the, the theme song yeah yeah for but, sure. but like not cheesy you hear yeah like the, the alley the trash can alley or the can of the trash can and the yeah. alley's like falling over and then like a police siren's driving by yeah. and that's like the police sirens in the uh, I got a little change in my pocket that's good mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's got like the traffic noises of like a trash truck and a, and a police 
siren stuff going on, but in the, in the, whole, the whole time it's like, doo, 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 doo. it's all peaceful. Yeah. It's like, this is a good kind of combination. I'm definitely going to play that track. On the, if you, you can send, have if you it, send it over, I'm going to play it on this episode. Yeah. Are you making any other shit like that? Or is that like Dude, just I try. Never. I try, but I mean, I just, whatever comes to mind, you know? Did you did you realize that you had become my my hip hop producer? No, is this ever? what's happening now? Is this it? That's this just, the official well, it's signing like, of it. I mean, we don't have to sign anything. It's just what's happened. Yeah. So far, anything. The whole steak and eggs. The steak and eggs. Steak and eggs. And the sweater song. You came in that studio that night, and it was late. And you were in basketball shorts, and you're like, I've got this rap. I mean, you just got back from Memphis or something. Yeah, I got some shit I gotta get off <laughs> my chest. <laughs> you started like flowing. <laughs> and it was like fast bars, too. It wasn't like, <laughs> it was just like, you had to get it out. I wasn't fucking around. Mm. Speed it up. I'm pretty sure I had a very important, like, job to do that. Don't. <laughs> well, I was like, okay, this sounds way funner right now. I don't feel like cleaning up this song, this other song. <laughs> Let's just do this. You can't not just see what the song Steak and Eggs is about once you yeah. play it. I, I just sent it to you. We're going to play Steak and well, Eggs. Well, yeah, I've got I've got that traffic song and a, um, just a lot of little minute clips that I just come into the studio here in Clyde, um, the Wonderland Records, mm-hmm. and I'll just, my brother and Holt own it, but, you know, I, I know how to work all of it for the most part so I just come in there and it might just be me in there and I'll just play I'll just whatever's in my head sometimes yeah. it's like a heavy rock song <clears throat> sometimes yeah. it's like a, a song like Traffic that's just mm-hmm. chill low, lo-fi and then sometimes it's like a John. there's a, like a John Butler type yeah. open tuning like C sharp open that's just hammer-ons on open strings and, mm-hmm. and you know just I was feeling that one week because I was exploring around just drop tunings other than drop D and I was like Let's try like drop C sharp but open to where you can just strum it without putting your fingers on any of the frets and that's like that's that's probably actually my favorite key is just open C sharp because you wow. can just do so much um, like major key stuff with it mm-hmm. but it's so low What's to the... where it sounds like heavy but it's like major yeah so it's not like like too boggy and too too negative of a of a message. It's just like really happy but low. What's the tuning of it? Of um so it'd be like let's see, what is what's like whatever oh let me find out. Let me <laughs> I've just been messing with, I've just been messing with open tunings for like the first time really, and I've only really been diving in on like open E. I'm gonna, yeah. I wanna play that, like that it, That's later. the one, uh, yeah, you should definitely try it. This is that, I thought I had it picked on me, but this wouldn't sound bad with fingers, but like, I came up with a riff like this open tuning. I don't know why people are always like the G-string man. It just never wants to work out. 
You're like, it's figure it out. It's string for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's always too sharp. But it's not my, it's not the guitar's fault. It's just, it's probably ear. because the G string is a little too flat. <laughs> 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 so it's the G string of it. But like, yeah. Yeah, that's super dope. Oh yeah, I love all that. Anyway, just play this for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take the talk from you. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, I love it. It's, I'm just gonna leave it in that tuning. Yeah, please do. Um, but yeah, that's a really cool guitar too. I don't think I've ever seen a guitar like that. If you're listening, it's like a, it looks like a pear, like the sound hole. Mm-hmm. Looks like a pear. It looks like someone did this on a drunken night. Right. With like a. <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Of, with the if he, the sound hole, the so sound cool. hole looks like the same shape of the whole guitar. The guitar, yeah, it's right? like a picture of a picture. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's Peppers Takamanian. It plays and sounds so good. It, it does. Sound, it sounds that good plugged I love in the too. Stuffiness too. That's one thing I'm always I'm gonna miss. Here for the next year because I got a I bought a carbon fiber guitar. That's right. Yeah, and, and it like will never do that probably. Yeah, because it's just really rugged and it's built for it not to dink it's or like scratch. Built like a Ford F one fifties tailgate. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, here's our sponsor. <laughs> Ford uh, F one fifty. We'll be right back after I dun, cut dun, out this dun, fucking dun, fake dun, Ford. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, and we're back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it's like carbon fiber on the front, and then on the back and the sides, it's like a comp- composite material of carbon fiber. So it's that's kind of why it was it was like it was only a grand. Like most carbon fibers, I think, are around like sixteen hundred or two grand right now. But what, was it, it was a Martin? A, no, it's called Enya. It's from China, but it's uh, you know, got this uh, this cool feature where you can like turn a knob to turn reverb up and it doesn't have to be plugged in it just comes through the sound hole i guess there's like a oh dude a little mechanism in there that makes that makes the the modulation effects that is so I, cool I, I thought it was cool for like campfire setting you yeah know, just trying to add that little spice to a solo or something dude that's cool and you don't have to plug it in for that to, uh-uh. to work i got it in my car too i'll show you here in a little bit that's awesome yeah but uh it sounds good too it's, i've just been trying to find the scooped tone of an acoustic guitar mm. and it it's always there's nothing wrong with wooden acoustics i mean they're still my favorite because of the reason that notes overlap each other in this kind of beautiful sort of unperfect way yeah and it's kind of sometimes like like, i wish it yeah it's really colorful but sometimes you're like i wish it wouldn't do that for this song Mm -hmm. um so i i have a taylor acoustic and but i also got this carbon fiber because when you plug it in and like play live shows each string is kind of uh scooting away from the other strings kind of like an electric in a way yeah yeah it's kind of got that that sort of feel to where like each string is noticeable and you can and it's already has a scooped sound to it yeah. where like the mids are a little lower and uh-huh it just sounds really crisp yeah it does the other day dude like when you okay so you've totally mastered the loop pedal thing after totally. the solo shows <laughs> you've totally mastered that you have the perfect setup for it now when you started your show, and you had, had and you had the downbeat, it was already preset. You had, pre, yeah. you had, 
So did you do that when you got there? Yeah, so I like So when you first got there, did you preset the first song? Because w- when you just started and it was just like, you were just strumming along and stuff, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this, Colton's just going to be all intimate, intimate today. Yeah. Maybe build something <laughs> yeah. for a solo and stuff, just kind of eats us into it. And I'm going to watch him build this song. <laughs> exactly. Like, no. When you hit the, I was like, okay. Because I already thought like, I'd already thought like, wow, Colton's really figured out the, the loop game. But to start like that, I was like, okay. Now he's really figured out what's, the loop game. Yeah. No, but I'll start with like this. I'll just sound check when it's just me by myself there. And then once the sound check's done, I'll figure out what song I want to start with. And then I just kind of had that upper hand to already put something big together before people get there. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, why? I got I got two hours to play here. Why not just... Why not start correctly? Well, yeah, start correctly or like start in a really big fashion because I'm... Uh. I'm not gonna be able to take like it's you know, only you. three minutes to build something like that again without people being like, "Hurry the fuck up!" Exactly. Man. So wow, yeah, it I was. Just, I like to drop it, you know, at least once in the show, just dude, like drop it hard. It fucking it took me there, man. Yeah, but it. I, I was mean, not expecting it, sound, it. It sounds so big and cool because like I have a pedal problem. I've, yeah, I've, I've recently developed this pedal problem and i need to go to like therapy for it probably this is this is I need pedal my friends therapy. to sit me down at an intervention this this is your pedal. this is it okay um i'm not ready for it and your, and your pedal therapist is going <laughs> i think here, you, man. you finally figured it out i'm not saying you need to stop yeah. i'm saying i'm I'm not saying you need to like <laughs> take any away and and i'm saying do you, you really finally, need that distortion no pedal? <laughs> i'm saying it's done now yeah it's you done. don't have to add anything else yeah it is perfect. It yeah. was it was the perfect setup. I was not, and like <laughs> I pl- I played that fucking titanium or uranium guitar. What was it? What's it made out of? Carbon, Carbon fiber. fiber. But I I wish it was titanium uranium. <laughs> <laughs> Your motherfucking brain. Check, feel this, man. It weighs seven tons. <laughs> yeah. dude. It was it was heavy it was when heavy, you handed it to yeah. me. I was like, Jesus. Carbon fiber is heavy. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be heavy. It's like it's like electric guitar. But it's like a semi-hollow electric guitar weight, you know, just yeah. enough to, to make you kind of want to, if you wear sit it down. long enough, you want to <laughs> sit down or pop a muscle relaxer or something. Well, when you're drinking at the gig, isn't a muscle relaxer? Isn't it? Isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> it, it is. It's definitely, man. I remember. This episode of What's Right is brought to you by Wonderland Records. Wonderland Records is a full-service recording studio and rehearsal space based in Clyde, Texas. You can ask for dates and uh, ask for a tour at Instagram at underscore Wonderland Records underscore. Thank you, Wonderland Records. So you remember that band Callahan Divide, right? Uh, I, yes. Heard them once or twice yes. before. I remember we uh, <laughs> we used to take like a couple fireball shots before the show. Yeah, dude. I think that started in New Braunfels for some reason. It just felt right and we... Ever since then, it was like a, a one or two shots before a show, and that, that always kind of loosens up, if anything, your vocal cords. But on a, you know, I'm just trying to be professional about that whole deal. It really just makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to be professional with me. I was there taking them with you. Right, right. And uh, end with fire, or start with fireballs, and I think we'd end with like a Vegas bomb or something. Mm-hmm. I remember Justin always was like, hey, bros. <laughs> He's all feeling good. <laughs> yeah. Got some uh, Vegas bombs here at the bar. Mm-hmm. You can always just see his long ass Goldilocks from yeah, across dude. the room. Like, oh shit, hold on, we gotta go see Justin real quick. His He's hair got these Vegas bombs waiting for us. It got to where, you know, 
he would like carry a tray of Vegas bombs over and his hair was so long. Like when he'd set them down, like the tips of his hair would have little drippets of yeah. Vegas <laughs> bombs dipped in there. down. <laughs> like a mop. Pearl in slap. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, after a while his, his little tips were like colored, like a, a yeah. light green or something. Mm-hmm. Where'd you, you get your hair color at? No, it's just Vegas bombs, man. Was he, when when you first met him, did he already have a couple songs written? He had a couple songs, yeah. Were they had, worth a shit? Well, you know Justin. Like, they're all worth a yeah, shit. Yeah, they're all pretty But yeah. it's just sometimes the presentability of them, the way he introduces them, you kind of have to think about what it could be. Not, That's fair. Not, not you know, throwing shade on Justin. No, he whatever, would tell you that. He, he always just kind of is playing by heart. Yeah. You know, so it's like a melody could... I'm just we a could structure make another person, one maybe. dude. I'm a structure guy, so yeah. I'm like... If the chorus is different than the first chorus, it can be different a little bit. Like, but, I mean, it can be different as in the sense of, like, it progresses maybe with a, another little instrument or... Like a, a rhythm pattern going on. Yeah, maybe like a hook repeat or something. If it's like totally different, then it's like I'm, I can't. My brain just doesn't. You're like, like this is almost jazz. Yeah, it's it's lyric not, jazz. Yeah, I don't know if that's just from growing up and just hearing songs like, on the radio that were just so structured. Like, this verse is the same length as the second verse, and mm-hmm. the chorus is the same length as the second chorus, mm-hmm. but the words are different. And that's but maybe the rhymes the to, same. Yeah, the rhymes the same, and I love that. Yeah, dude. I think I just genuinely love that because I feel comfortable knowing what's about to come up, and I can. And but I'm not saying I hate like Johnny Stranger or anything because I've been listening yeah. to him, and he's like kind of this guy that he does these weird patterns differently, and like he'll he'll add extra measures on a chorus sometimes, and it's really cool. But for the most part, it's like anyway. Getting back to Justin, like he kind of is all over the place with some of his songs when he introduces them. But sure, it it's just the perfect amount of like you can add your creativity brain to it. Well, to and make the, yeah, it like, and he's always had that with with you and maybe some and with me a good bit and Travis. Like, yeah, I mean, to be he able did. to like just bring enough of of the song for us to be like, oh, okay, we can just do this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. And kind of finish it. Yeah, what if the what if the solo part was after here? You right. Know, you could do your solo here, Justin, and then we could have yeah. instrumental right here and keep what you have already, just spread it out, sort of. You know, it, I know what you're talking it about. It is, when, when, we're, when we're composing one of Justin's, it is, there is always a little more thought to it. Yeah, there's like more. Qu- we're a- we're asking each other more questions for sure. It's almost like because when I'm presenting one of mine to everybody and we're and we're like in jam position, it's like I'll just let you know what I aren't what I'm not like. You just totally don't like about if it's yeah exactly because anything else is like no you're yeah you kind of just fine. wait till the vibe goes away and you're like okay we gotta okay, stop here exactly we gotta make sure this vibe's staying on track exactly yeah. And but, so it's like va- it's more vague when it's my when it's my own or maybe yeah. even your own, but it's because it's already structured basically. Yeah, like when I mean, we're, when for, we're presenting, honestly, it, we don't the the four of us we don't care about our me and your songs as much because they're just like it is what it is. Uh, yeah, but with Justin's, there's so much room to just. That's why I like I feel like Tin Cup. Um, they're all so stand, good. They're all really good because we like we we care about it. <laughs> yeah, like, man, this is such a good song. 
we we I mean our songs are good for sure, but yeah, we don't we don't leave enough room for uh, improvisation or like changing That's up true. the songs. So I think much. also too, whenever it's whenever it's one of Justin's, I think we maybe if it's maybe even if it's subconscious, I think because uh, he's more experimental. On the create on like the composition side, he's a little bit more experimental than us. But you know, mm-hmm. you and well, I. He listens to Tool a lot. He so. listens to Tool more than us. But you and I are also producing records for people too, and so like structure is kind of like important. Yeah, it's like more important. And so and he and he is like cut from the cloth of like fuck structure. Stevie so, Ray Vaughan just kind of <clears> shredding when exactly. I don't want to shred no more, and yeah, then start yeah. singing again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he likes live albums and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's like when you combine all that stuff. It's like when. When we're at, we're asking more questions on his songs, we're also just allowing his his voice to shine through. Yeah. On like composition. Dude, I love the fact that like on this upcoming album, you know, you know, we already have like three songs probably in the in the batch ready to go, but I'm I'm excited for like, a, you know, the one or two of his that are gonna yeah gonna make the album too because they'll be the best ones. Yeah, you ain't gonna skip it. Nah, for sure, man. Let's see what this. I'll catch myself skipping has. one of all, mine or yours, for sure. But uh, I love the Poplar album because it's like one vibe or the other. Like the first, I think six songs are really, really kind of captivate the energy and like the the feeling of just being like on the road and just our mindsets the first six songs were kind of just dark yeah. and sort of like had this this nuance about it it was sort of like i i just it gives me a nostalgic flashback listening to those first six songs and then the the other um what like seven songs the other six is like funner yeah and it's kind of got this it's still kind of dark because that's just who Callahan divide is naturally just kind of this yeah. eerie sort of but we're like a dark comedy funk. Yeah, it's not. It's not like uh, I hurt myself today. You know, right, kind of depression right, right. songs. It's just like heartbreak songs through the, through like the atmosphere of like rock and roll. Exactly. <laughs> and just with the ambient darkness <clears throat> vibes that are are going on in the background. You mm-hmm. know, with the organ or like that haunting reverb slide guitar going on. Yeah, it's like it. It sounds. It's dark. It's like some. Even when the subject matter isn't all that dark, we just like darker tones. You know. I want a organ. I want an organ that's dirty, and I want JT. I mean uh, JD. I want Justin to set his own tone. I don't want. I don't want. No one. I don't want the engineer. I don't really want the engineer to come in and be like, "We need to brighten this up." It's like that's really not. The point. Like brighten up something. I don't know. You know. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't know why that is. Here. I don't know why that is. <laughs> I don't I, either. I, I think, think I think some of it was like, this is maybe just assuming and making up something, but I, I think some of it was like when we were, when we were gigging with other bands that were considered to be like in the same kind of circuit that we were gigging in. It was a lot of really chimey stuff going on. The, all the, it was like the acoustics were really bright. And all the electric guitars were really bright. And I was yeah. like, there was something about that that I didn't necessarily love. Yeah. It was kind of done too much, maybe. Like, I don't know. I always yeah. feel like I was wanting to not go with the grain. I understand. Because yeah. I've never been 
the person who wants to follow the cool kid because I feel like the kid following the cool kid, and I don't like that feeling. Yeah. So I want to always kind of, even if it's for for the sake of not being as popular, just not following the cool, the cool quote unquote, what's sounding good right, right now because I feel fake if I do that. Yeah, I do too. And it's not like the music I'm making is because of that. I'm not. It's not generating out of the fear of of falling in a bu- falling into a bubble. Yeah. That I don't want to be in. It's just, I think that's just has some underlining effect. Like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe that's why. But I mean, even if that wasn't the case, I think I still would just be into darker music, no matter what. If I just didn't know anybody in the world, it's darker and tones. Just, and so. that's what was only culminating in my head, just by myself. I think I'd still veer towards the, the darker, the darker tones. Yeah. Are you gonna do another solo? I want to really bad, dude. I got two kids now, and I wake up early as fuck in the mornings, um, unwillingly. But I love, I love when I, like, I don't, I don't drink as much anymore. Yeah. So, um, a a big reason I don't is because I know I have to wake up at seven in the morning. Yeah. And I don't like feeling like shit anymore. It just feels better to feel good in the mornings. Um, you can just take on the day. Even though the night would be great, you know, just fucking, hey, baby, yeah. <laughs> but like the next morning sucks <clears throat> if you if you had too many too many drinks the night before. And I, you know, I'm 29 now. Like back when I was 25 and under, I could just wake up after a party and be like, yeah, totally fine, let's go. But now it's just got to really count my my steps, my drinks, and mm-hmm. um, but yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> I was talking waking up early. Yeah, I was uh, asking if you were gonna do another solo record. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I definitely want to to answer your question. I am, I am going to. I have so many freaking songs, dude. Mm-hmm. And I have so I have a lot of people saying, dude, put it out. Yeah, dude. Whether it be like, um, you know, the song I have called the Ring. Like I remember Boone Dugan just being like, dude, I love that song so much. Put it, put it out, man. And, uh, you know, I got, uh, I got my wife, you know, saying like, uh, certain songs she likes a whole what's bunch. A, what's a couple of hers? She likes Spade a lot. She likes, uh, this newer song I wrote called Us. Yeah. But it has to be a certain way I play it. Cause I like have that song, but it's, it's like a, a low key acoustic version or it's like this major, um, drop D version that has a riff to it and she's like only wants to hear that version and I'm like yeah that's why we're that's together why I love that's you. yeah because I was I was hoping yeah that's yeah. cool because the other versions just really catered to someone else other than me yeah. when uh when we get together and and we're like showing each other songs for Callahan and stuff how do you determine which is something that you keep for a solo project versus something you share for a Callahan project. So I was really I was thinking about this on the way up here, um, and I think just the overall tone of the song is just um, the difference there. Like if I can easily make it out to be like this is like way too hardcore mm-hmm. because I'll be writing some like songs where I'm screaming in it mm-hmm. and like this song White Rock Lady it's an exception because I'm just like 
It's more it's more so of a scream like Clay Landy from Six Market. On yeah, like and a, it's also kind of cool because like that's the one time that one happens time. in the discography. It's yeah, exactly. It's I understand it's, it's what you're not about. the theme of the. You're not of a screamo your, band. You're, you're not just, a singer like that. That was that moment. Yeah, you're just a. I'm just a Texas country dude, you know, from from Baird who just wanted to scream one time. At the you know, end it, of this cocaine, it was kind of yeah. like a theatrical thing yeah. rather than like a perform, like, yeah. Yeah, it just fit, you yeah. know. And, but, like, so I have <clears> these songs, though, that I'm, like, maybe it's a, it's a, I'm influenced by maybe Chevelle or I'm influenced by some kind of screamo band and I'm, like, loving what's happening there and I'm, like, subliminally just kind of writing a song to that. And uh, I, f- I finish it or I half-ass finish it and I'm like, yeah, this this would probably go good on. If not, like, just a solo album, just be it'd just probably be good to to not ever put put it out. <laughs> if not, just I have a bunch but there of there those. are there are songs that I I do have specifically for a solo album, like like the ring, where it's not too. Um, it's just kind of you can just tell. I don't know the vibe of it. Like with Callan Divide, you always kind of get this feeling of. It's like 120 BPM, or it's like 90 BPM. It's kind of got this yeah. range of tempo. Yes. And you can we can easily help each other out with that tempo because we're so used to it, mm-hmm. and I think it fits really well. Yeah. And just makes the progress of it go by so much quicker because it's kind of relative to this song in the past. But like, sure, yeah, it's very like the song, driven. yeah. So like the song, the ring, but um, I mean the ring that, like what I was saying earlier, Boone Dugan likes it kind of just has this sort of waltzy vibe sort of yeah. like this uh um i don't know it kind of disney vibe i guess yeah yeah the chord progression sort of you can you can hear it sort of disney-ish mm-hmm. if that makes sense and the, yeah it's like and it's like that it wouldn't go well with the dark tones or sure, like not yeah. i mean the dark tones just the tone in general of like yeah. a Calvin divide album i wouldn't know we wouldn't know what the fuck to do with sure. it sure yeah just, might as well keep it on acoustic maybe mm-hmm. a piano put it Slap it on SoundCloud or something. What I've learned <clears throat> is the songs that uh, you and Trav and Justin like like of mine. There's it has nothing to do with the subject matter ever. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like drive. it's like what yeah. what can inch like what won't bore, even if it's a slow jam. Like what can be interesting enough for those two. You'll you'll pretty much meet me there, but you're also presenting songs like in, the, in a bigger range. I'm also op- like I'm being open minded about <clears throat> what yeah, what we Callie could divide needs, and I mean like the uh, you're like how I'm many call it how love many song, okay? Because lo- I don't know what the title of it is. I think love song two point two point five. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I hope that that's, that's the title. that is the ti- <laughs> that's the title of the song. Who knows song. why? <laughs> but it is. It's because I titled it that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you shouldn't fucking ask any more questions about it. Just listen to it. The title shouldn't matter, but like the subject matter should. And I think mm-hmm. we're always kind of just singing songs that it make, makes more sense than it doesn't, but you kind of have to really know who Callahan Divide is to kind of capture what we're talking about. Sure. And it's always just sort of, metaphors that are kind yeah. of underlining. It's not just in your face. Like, yeah. I loved her. She left me. You know, I'm going to the bar. It's not like that. No, it's, it's like, none of that. she peeked around the corner 
you know, I looked up from the sky and now I'm laying tile down where my exactly. eyes aren't eyes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it makes there, sense, there, but it does. That didn't make sense uh, at all. You know, that it's was like in the conversation when we're, when we're, t- when we're pitching songs and stuff and we'll ask about songs and stuff, it makes complete sense to ourselves because we're asking the, the right type. Like, what do you mean by this? And it's like, you, we can break down the metaphor of maybe like the specific thing that we're talking about. It's like, and that, that specific, th- it helps the band make the song, craft the song, but it doesn't help the listener in any way Mm-mm. because that's not important because it's whatever they're associating that with. What they're feeling, yeah. yeah. And I love that. I love, so I love like, multiple there meaning a... songs, like Me songs too. that have lyrics you just interpret yourself. Me it's too. not just spitting it in your face like this is what the song's about. Yeah. I do love songs like that because oh, sometimes you just like to go down a back road and listen to like an old school country album or something and it's just easy and comfortable you don't have to use your brain yeah it's just during think, the moment i think that there's some early cali d that allows for that too like they're like sure like hell of a night you got well sure i was yeah i was thinking about like uh but yeah like do you miss texas i was that's thinking pretty, about like do you miss texas that's pretty texas country like yeah, like, like that, the lyrics, that is a back, back road the, jam. The, the lyrics are country. It's just a back road jam. You don't have to really think. There's no metaphors or any kind of examples in that song being mm-hmm. used to depict what the song's about. It's just straight up telling you. Right. And uh, it, I think just the wordplay on that whole album is like is like that, but or the songs on that whole album are like that, but the word, the, the wordplay is just. Um, I would definitely not compare it to like turnpike troubadours but you know how they are saying a pretty blatant message but he's just using these cool like examples and stuff and right like, but he's kind of saying wording exactly it really what, well it's worded cool but he's just saying exactly what's happening yeah he's and just like, using specifics and i love yeah. that yeah and the, the more we made records together the further the further we keep getting away from that and i like that journey mm-hmm. uh, i like it because the music shines more and I'm it a does, music person. For like. sure. Well, it also allows for when I'm doing something, unre- when I'm making records unrelated to Callahan and so are you, that's where that those other th- songs that are maybe a little more on the nose, a little more closer to like just what's happening. Yeah. Uh, on the nose, for sure. Yeah. That's where that comes in. Yeah. Yeah, it's where you can use them. Right. And, and you can be creative in a more intimate way yeah. with, with some of your art. And because I'm, you know, like, yeah, like I'm a big music guy too, obviously, but, uh, bringing a jam to the bank, to Callahan yeah. and then, and, or, and then just like making, making it from nothing alone. Yeah, pretty like, much. Yeah. Just do- starting out from the, the core progression and the foundation and just kind of letting Justin and Trav do his drums, let Justin do the electric. And then you kind of maybe get a different energy from it. Yeah. Sing it different. Um, but I, yeah, I, I like the fact that I'm a big music, like I'll always write music to a song first. I might, I'll come up with the chorus probably second. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, that's, I've been like on this block for like, I feel like a eternity and I maybe have written like maybe two songs this past year. Granted, I've been like busy as hell with like, you also have plenty with of songs. like family priorities, you know, yeah. and, and I worked at the at the Notion Sound Studio on Oak Street here in Clyde before we shut it down like three months ago or four months ago. 
but I was busy with like Boone Dugan and and Della Rose and No Comply and like several other artists, mm-hmm. and it was so fun to be able to like enjoy that other side of the coin of the music industry, just producing people, not really just making your own music and touring, but incorporating the ideas you've always had in your head and being like, wow, this song right here, you have, I've had this idea that would go perfect with it. And so you kind of get that out and you get that energy out into the universe and yeah. you don't have to have it built up in your head anymore. Yeah. And so that's that's been so fun. I've just forgotten to write. But I remember you telling me like not too long ago, you're like, maybe you're just caught up with writing. That's and right. That was like, that was really nice to hear because I, it was like a po- the first positive thing I've heard about not being able to write yeah. all year. So I was like, maybe I maybe I am just stressing out too much. Maybe I don't need to think about writing and just think about what's here and now and just doing that. And then when a song comes to me, it finally will. Mm-hmm. And I can just spend 30 minutes on it. And then that's kind of when you know it's a good song anyway. When just like less yeah. than an hour and you have yeah. it pretty much done. Like, yeah. yeah, this was just meant to be. <clears throat> this is the song meant to be. Yeah, and I'm also I'm not telling a twenty year old that I'm telling somebody who's written songs for a decade or more. Yeah, that you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's 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 living life and and has like obligations in front of him, more so than just a song. Right. And all of those things, give giving the time and being present long enough, all those things will build up and give you your next song. You know. This episode of What's Right is brought to you by Andor Peppers. Andor Peppers is family owned and operated. They have small batch fermented hot sauces and smoked spice mixes from garden to bottle to table. They have physical locations in West Virginia and Florida. If you can't find them there, if you're not around, you can go to andorpeppers.com. Thank you, Andor Peppers. No, you're you're right, dude. I remember going to Odessa the other day and with you and That's so fun. It was such a good message you sent me about about all of that. And it's cool you have a kid now too, so I can. You can believe me. I can believe <laughs> Again, you. I you can, can believe re- you. You, we can, we you can fucking fisherman, you. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. I called you fisherman one time, like yeah, six years ago. Yeah. But just because you're a good storyteller. I am. I do tell stories like a fisherman, but I am also a fisherman. I don't know if you knew that. Hook, line, and sinker, baby. Yeah. What have What's your biggest catch you've ever caught? It's probably like a red trout, and it was uh, off the coast of Florida. That's dope. Them Key West days, mm-hmm. I say it like it's in the past. You go there about once a year, right? Yeah, I go. I either get when I'm not invited by the festival, I get invited by like some random fan that's mad that I'm not on the bill. Yeah, and they're like, well, "Come play on well, We dog. got a pool at our place, won't you?" And I'm like, "All right, fucking send me a ticket. Yeah, I'm there." Yeah, let's take the bus, boys. <laughs> that's a that's an it's an interesting existence, like being there. It being being there and like having work obligations is like easier to be there almost because just being there, you start thinking like, if you're there long enough, you start thinking like, "Wow, but this is just people's life." I could be here. I could be here. Like I haven't worn shoes all week. Like, and I hate wearing shoes. I don't get fuck shoes. Why don't I live here? Well, it's like I haven't worn pants all week. Yeah. And every pair of shorts I've worn have been like trunk material. Yeah. And like I could Feeling come, like I Jimmy could come. Buffett up in this. Well, it's bitch. like I could come to, and I, I know from playing the festival and multiple other festivals down there. I know all those bar owners and stuff. Yeah, you're hey Jim, and so, what's like, up? Exactly. And so when I when I'm walking around, like the 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 people that own those clubs, if they're there, like they're really nice to me and stuff. And it's so, like it just makes me 
if I'm there for more than just a couple of days, I start thinking like, I could just move here, Isn't that take, not, take that everybody's nice? job. It's like that. That's a that's also a weak dream. Compared yeah. compared. Well, that's com- like the thing about America, dude. Yeah. Is you can live in Texas here, yeah. you know, and, and enjoy, like, you know, the the just the uh, consistently like warm temperatures. You know, you don't have to worry about. Yeah. If you live in Central Texas, you don't got to worry about, you know, much storm conditions or anything really but that's kind of takes away from the the like the the adventure of it though yeah. like if you were to live in it's like florida you got you got hurricanes maybe to worry about every now and then you sure. got like you got this whole different culture yeah and it's kind of more like dense and humid but like sunshiny and happy at the same time and then you got like Oregon over here, and it's like rainy and depressing, which I would love to Me too. have a cabin out there. I would that, love to live on that coastline. I probably that's not love to ever live populated. there more than Florida. Yeah, it's like those. I'll be on like Aerial America, and I'll be watching like places like Oregon and Washington and Maine, and it's like the coastlines are so different than California and Florida because it's just vacant like it's just you on the beach and it's like it's not hot and humid there it's more it's so like just overcast overcast but you're still on a beach but you don't have to worry about like i got curly ass hair so you don't have to worry about it getting like fucking frizzied up as much i feel like mm-hmm. and that's kind of a big deal if you're trying to look good you know but like yeah dude i'll be i'll be on on aerial america and i'll be seeing maine and like vermont yeah like some of like the forefather states like where we first were created, like Philadelphia and stuff. <clears throat> and it's just so majestic and green. And like when it's fall, it's like it's just a pastel of oranges and reds and stomp mesquite trees. It's just do like. You, do you want to live somewhere like yeah, that? Yeah, dude. I want to go. I want to go up there far enough away from like New York because I'm still just a country boy. I don't want right. to deal with traffic or. Right taxi drivers yelling at me you know right. to get the fuck in you know but yeah. i just love the it's kind of like the contemporary idealism of like small town texas like a place we're living in right now but it's just prettier and just more i wouldn't say more culture cultural because you got so much culture here in texas like yeah. between cowboying and like rodeos and like state fairs like that's great i love that yeah, but i think I've, you just I've, mean a different culture i love that i've loved that for too long i just want to explore you yeah, know man. now i'm getting older i just want to test the waters of other places yeah um before me and cassie were talking about my wife cassie this is like a year and a half ago and we were like we literally went on like uh house hunting apps in scotland because man that place is so hilly and just green and you got goats on like right in your backyard yeah, and it's kind of just natural yeah and it's a little more costly but you know fuck it i live in a in a little little house made of a straw roof you know with Hell a yeah, like a smurf yeah you know like sound and music you know that little 100 that dirt trail she's walking down before she gets to the mansion yeah with a brick Little brick wall. Yeah, and yeah, it's dude. like that's that's like a lot of just back roads there, and it's like, man, what a yeah. good feeling just walking down that with seeing like fucking sunflowers on your left, or if it's rainy, there's you know, sunflowers just seeing, in like, Baird. 
There is. There, yeah. I fucking ripped my favorite pair of jeans one time. <laughs> I threw a sunflower patch. I didn't know they were. They had thorns. It's like a rose. Yeah, they're thick as fuck out there, too. Yeah. Man, is it like, is there something fairy tale esque about it? Or is there yeah. just something. Yeah. Really, dude. I yeah. think so. I think seeing a lot of these, like, Disney shows and. Yeah. Just seeing, uh, I don't know, whatever in the past I've, I've ever seen in a movie about the UK is just, of course, they can present it in the way that's so, so pleasant. But I mean, you can just go, yeah, you can just go on like, uh, uh, you know, like a, a house hunting app or just Google Maps. I've, I've taken a troll down Venice, Dude. like on Google Maps, Dude. just clicking that arrow, just seeing what's I, up. I, or I, YouTube, walking or through, Airbnb. walking through like Tokyo, Japan on YouTube yeah. at night. You see like these, uh, just these built these traditional looking I've buildings. Absolutely done that. And it's so cool. And it's raining and it's like no one's on the street and you're like, why are these roads so thin? You know, you can only it's get like one. Because all the people are thin. Yeah. And they I'd all ride, like the... they all ride bicycles and stuff. That's probably why they, they save money on road width. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Cultures are cultures are cool and I just feel like only exploring the cultural Texas, which is definitely in my like top five, would not be fair for any individual just to experience one in a yeah. lifetime. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm constantly looking on like just through Airbnb, like what's what's in Ireland? Yeah. Next week. Not that I'm going to go any, or not that you can book anything in Ireland next week, but like what's what is there? You know, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I Google searched the other day. I was like rental rental homes in Romania. <laughs> I don't know. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what it's about. And it's cool. Europe's cool because you can, it's like, you could do, speaking in music terms, you could do a radio interview, but you're going to like six different countries instead of just one driving state. around one state. That's so, so you get crazy. to experience six different countries and their style on how to cook and like their style on what they think like. I'm sure it's kind of all similar, but um, to an extent, you know. As far as, as like the basics, you know, you got your complicated sort of thoughts that I'm sure different countries think about. But yeah, that whole like area right there, dude, like Rome and mm-hmm. Italy and all that, dude, it'd be cool just to go live there. I'll be a hotel worker. I don't care. You know? Dude, yeah. Because once I'm there, I'm nobody and that's nice. Uh, that's I'm not what saying I was... I'm somebody here, but it's like I'm definitely nobody there. Right. And I get to start it. Like, new slate. That's what I was going to ask you about, like... And it's not just Even me. if you were moving somewhere in, in the States, like, if you were to move to Oregon, if you were to move to PA or something, like, would you even... Would you, like, sell all your gear and just, like, start a new life? Or would you go and, and be like, here's my resume to, like, some studios and be like, I could... I could engineer and produce if you need some more. So, yeah, like so I was saying, I have, like, a pedal problem... <laughs> Earlier, so I would keep all that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would, would you I like? Would you? But like, would you gig? I would gig. Yeah. I would definitely try that out first because it's what I only. It's just it's what, what you I do. know. It's yeah. just what you are and what what you do. Yeah. And you never know those. You know, if you're like up there, it's not typical for you to hear no, this kind of country Americana dude singing a set, you and really so you might some shine a little more. Yeah, you would definitely it's not shine typical more. There. It's so oversaturated here. You do something pretty different, but at the end, at the end of the day, to to just the average listener, it looks the same. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, I got that twang, you know. Well, sure, but I'm talking about like it looks like it looks like there there is a person playing a set here. Yeah. Like it looks like that. It looks like a even yeah, here it just looks like and then over there it'd be it'd be like an act. Exactly. Like, wow. Exactly. This is like they got this person here. Maybe it's what I hope. That is what leaving the state feels like. And even I mean. Oklahoma isn't really much different than here in regards to that, but even when I go to Oklahoma, people would still turn around and be like, man, this, they're good. Not that they're surprised that there's live music, but they're surprised they're like, the set is good. Yeah. Uh, but in Texas, it's just like almost impossible like, to, su- yeah. to surprise anyone. Exactly. It's like you got Texas, and then Oklahoma's pretty similar. Yeah. And you got Colorado, who's fucking like this redheaded stepchild who's like, not part of the family. And then you got Wyoming, who's just like Texas, too. <laughs> so yeah. you got the state in the middle is Colorado, and it's like you could they, they, really like they dig it, political though. pushy, like sure, but they left, di- left sided. And we're not gonna sure. get into that, but no, but that's fine. But it's it's a totally different, like not not just the politics and just all that, but just the mm-hmm. culture of it. It's like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Colorado, man, you know, yeah, let's, well, skate, like they, let's ski some slopes and. You know, they're, they're, they, they're legalized, so that helps. All of their habits are, like, healthy. Healthy, yeah. All of our habits are, like, you know, we're drinking, they really care. drinking Coke and whiskey and smoking. They really care. They, if, we, if we lived in Colorado, like, before, you know, I ate fried chicken, I'm drinking this Coke before we did this podcast, but if we were doing it in Colorado, we would have, like, hiked for, like, three miles sure. up a mountain. <laughs> yeah. And then would have like, been, like, like old skeet, Seth Rogen on the down. interview, like, having to meet up there on top of that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Like a field recorder, just sounds like. Yeah, bring me some water. Drop some water from the helicopter. <laughs> I'm a damn fool. I forgot the. Water. Yeah, but this, I guess, progressive is a good, uh, like, uh, sure. idea to use. Colorado. Well, it's like that. It's we like that. Go to Wyoming, like mm-hmm. Laramie. Remember we played there yeah. not too long. Mm-hmm. Too long. I guess it was pretty long ago, six yeah. years or five years ago, and it was like a rodeo town, Laramie, and it it was, was, we yeah. played in a, a bar, a big bar full of wood. There wasn't any. Thing metal in there, or like um, any other material, just mo- just wood. Wood on wood on wood. Yeah, even wood grain, the, baby. Yep, even like the beer bottles, and I was impressed. Yeah, how wooden Cor- they were. <laughs> when you're that close to where Coors is made, that's true. Put every that was the best Coors Light I've ever had bottle. in my life. I'm pretty sure they just walked out back, put a bottle underneath the the hillside there, and just let the spring water fucking fill up that bottle. Mm-hmm. Me and Travis were out there like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't know what I was talking about because you're asleep. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a rodeo town that was. So yeah. that made me think Wyoming is pretty similar to like what you'd see in Stanford or what you'd see in a, like a rodeo town. Yeah. Such as like, like maybe like, you know, Amarillo or something. Like I don't know how rodeo town that is anymore, but it felt like that. Yeah. Just like not too much difference of a cultural change. It's just it looked prettier outside mm. and the weather was crisper and you had no mesquite trees. Yeah, I think Amarillo does have a couple more cultural options than just the cowboy way. That's just the one that's presented to us, you know, and I think that's the one with us going and only being able to, like, gig there one one night out of the quarter yeah we year. just see what like that's what was given to remember us that, remember that one time at hoots in amarillo Woo, that was a night dude when dude oh we had, whoa, shit we had so this band called dick's when, dick's when, hat they were dick's hat at the time yeah so casey he, like, plays for me now that's yeah i love casey dude. he was in dick's man. hat what a what a dog he has too i love red healers man so their front man 
proposed to his girlfriend. That yeah, night. okay, that was like the first thing. No, no, that was the last thing. That was the last thing. And before that, someone we had rode a, a horse. horse come in there. Someone rode a horse into and the bar like, casually. Sure, come on in. The door's tall enough. It's like, Let's get $5 in for you, $10 for the horse. Come on in. <laughs> and so, and he was on the horse, like riding it when they, like, had to duck down riding it to get in through the door. Yeah. And that yeah. was, a, yeah, the horse was the coolest person in there. It's not even a person, but he was like the coolest thing to happen. Oh, a fucking horse in a bar? Let's, someone drunk was just like, yeah, let's get this horse some fucking shots. Yeah, dude. That's the how fucking, amped it was in there. The, yeah, the horse was like pool sharking everybody. Yeah, the horse was just like apple crown only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And w- we play a set, and it was like really fun and super awesome. And then Robert and then, Randolph. And then, yeah, they came in on a bus from a plane. They were just hanging out there. Robert fucking Randolph. Mm-hmm. What a, they what played a, the what a crazy steel guitar player, right? Mm-hmm. Using that wall pedal and stuff. But obviously they had all their gear packed up. Just chilling. They used our gear. They just walked a couple in. funky dudes just getting stanky up on stage. They almost blew my fucking 12-inch speaker from my Fender amp they, out, dude. They get like, on stage. I remember the sound guy was there. was like, crank, like, want me to crank this up to 12 I was like, okay, you're cooler than me. <laughs> Just do what you want. I'll buy another one if he I need cranked, to. Uh, everyone that everyone in his band that got on stage that grabbed an instrument cranked every amp up that loud, and they played a 35-minute version of Thank, Thank you, you for letting me yeah. be my... That's they all they played. They just played it. the hook for 30 minutes. Yeah, so they were wearing and sunglasses. They beat the fuck out of every instrument yeah, on stage, and it was yeah. so good. Your bass looked like it got... Molested. It was never dude. the same after that, but it had also it peaked then. Yeah, it fucking. And the, the the talking about peak, dude. We had to get back up there and play a few more songs. Did we? That. I thought I we thought were. We did. I thought we were done, and then those guys were like, "How are we supposed I'm gonna to follow?" Take, okay, I think you're right. And if if there's a if that's not true, I'm just gonna assume that's true. But I'm pretty sure that's true. We didn't go up because how could we? I was basically like, "It's y'all's turn now." Yeah, let's let's load up our gear. <laughs> Let's take down our fucking gonna, blasted speakers. I'm going to blow the fire <laughs> off of my amp. Yeah, and then I'll add him from uh, Dick's Hat. Yeah, he proposed to his mm-hmm. to, the, to the girl at the time. And then they moved up to, like, Oregon. North, yeah. And then he... I still have his uh, fiddle bow from uh, uh, when we opened for him at Lubbock at the Blue Light. Yeah. It was one of those I was just like... That was a that was a prime time of like the the whole kind of cocaine era for me. For like sure, just yeah. drinking booze and just being confident enough at the end of the show. And I know me and Adam were we're all friends and stuff, but I was just mm-hmm. confident enough to be like, Give me your fucking bow, man. Yeah. And he's he was like, like hey, drunk hey, enough and coked enough to be like, Yeah, hey, it's yours, man. Take it. Yeah, and so you're I like, still have it. Like have it like yeah, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> That wouldn't have in a typical like yes. normal sense. Exactly. You know? It's just be like Maybe he just wants to give it to me, and I'll, I'll accept it. But I ain't going to reach out to him about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, those were good times, man. Like, yeah, dude. Just, just the, the hangs in general. Like, nothing else other yeah. than just the hangs and, and just being the people in the van after a show in the parking lot that everybody wanted to come hang out Did with. Did you enjoy being that dude? I enjoyed being... I wasn't anybody, really. I, I was just the guy in the back of the van sure, kind of just watching. But I'm, that's fair, but, like... But to everyone that was, like, coming around that wasn't in the band, if anyone was coming around in that environment, 
like you to them like you were like oh wasn't it yeah the host of the party you were the host to them even even if you were quiet and me and travis were the ones talking Well, y'all were the host (laughs) you know sure but just i guess the idea of hanging out with cal and divide was really cool and that that's like a really cool dopamine hit i guess sure that's natural and it just it feels good yeah but yeah i don't know it it was fun being like the 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 underdog outcast Mm -hmm. that it was kind of like Rush, like they're like a, have a cult following, right? You know, it's like yeah. you gotta either you like Cal, you either love Rush or you fucking hate Rush, yeah. and that's exactly how our band is. And I love it that way. Yeah, you definitely you get your like, true fans that way, that's, your true that, followers. There, there was no no one was ever on the fence about us. Mm-mm. They were either with us or they weren't. Mm-hmm. That's very true. No one was ever like, you know, sometimes it's cool, but sometimes I don't. You know it, what's cool about not being cool? Is you get upcoming bands covering your shit because you're not the well, most popular or coolest. Because we were, it's, it's that we weren't cool to the industry. Right to the industry. We, we were cool yeah. to other musicians, and other musicians really saw what we were doing. Especially the younger ones, they were listening to those albums and being like, "This is different and cool." Yeah. And that's why they're just, you know not huge right now because they looked up to us <laughs> exactly you shouldn't have done that <laughs> but at the same time it's but like also maybe peaceful. like fuck the it's industry peaceful that way yeah. you know what i'm saying like fuck the industry like there isn't there isn't there obviously wasn't a place in their algorithm for us and if you're inspired by that 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 doesn't mean you know what i'm saying like, yeah dude i know it's your job to make your place in the industry now that's why i'm doing a podcast that's why that's why we do our own booking it's like we're just kind of not wanting to, like, what's the word? Like, we don't want to abide. Yeah. We don't want to bow, I guess. Yes. We don't want to do anything but what we feel is right. And yes. that's really a special kind of unique trait Um, that I guess other, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> other, like, bands or other people in bands that notice that. Yeah. And you can tell that they're just not, you know, like, I could just name name a few, and their their covers are just fucking exceptional, and they're just so good. That's and they covered took, our they, stuff. They took the time, yeah, to, they cover stuff like you got Rob Brooks doing White Rock Lady, yeah. and and Holly got Beth. Holly Holly Beth doing uh, Lucia again. Ro- Della Rose does does White, White Rock. Rock Lady, yeah, and I saw a video of that the other day, and it, they do a great. I job. just look, I look at a video and listen, or if it's just a song out, and I listen to it. Like the the cover they did, and I'm like, this sounds so fucking rad. And yeah. it's like, it's cool that I guess our covers, our cover of like White Rock specifically, it's pretty raw to where you can do stuff with it because like it's our so, version of it. Our version's so yeah. doable to do other things because it's so raw and kind of garagey. So like yeah. you have this opportunity to make it sound fucking robust. Yeah, it's also like at the end of the day, it's it's also just like a blues rock jam and e. Yeah. So it's like what, it's like what band doesn't want to do a jam like that, you know? And, what what and, band doesn't want to do a jam that's kind of popular around the area, but not on the big waves? You know, you don't want to cover a, a big wave song, you know? No. So I think that was a, it's a cool position to be in. Like, yeah. Uh, with uh, as like the Calvin Divide, just having, an a, a pretty decent popularity scale, but not like on top to yeah. where you can't cover those kind of songs because mm-hmm. it's too 
trendy, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like Holly Beth's song or that or the Delusion Again sounds awesome. And then really just the fact of knowing that you have like this group of people just collaborating on something that you wrote. Yeah. It's just like makes you feel good. Yeah. Well, it's like I rem- I remember Cold Front being played in Stephenville. Um Who was that? It was a it was a guy remember. from Stephenville. I remember you you sent a video or a video being sent to us mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, that's my boy Garrett's song right there, buddy." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like pretty cool version of it you know it's yeah like, i don't remember who did that but yeah i don't either but you it, know it's got, always really cool mm-hmm. when that happens and it's like especially when they record a version of it like, taking taking money out of their pockets and know, time out of their day to just do a song that's not theirs yeah it's you just know cool. that's cool and they're kind of making it theirs in a yeah, way and absolutely that's my like i'm all about that dude um, I have a uh, he's such a good dude, and he's just really nice. His name's Scott Haley, and he wants to he's the one to do that song Happy. Yeah. Um, I don't, think, I don't think anyone else has recorded a version. He's of just that. so yeah, he, yeah, nothing yet, and he's just so adamant about it and wants to fucking do it. He just wants it to sound right, and I think he's gonna do it here pretty soon. And I'm just like so. He was like, I hope this doesn't offend you, man, but can I can can I like redo this song with? With a, a, you know, another studio and and just I just like it and I I hope you don't uh, say no to it. And I was like, dude, no, please. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I have, yeah, I have like zero fucking ego nowadays. <laughs> yeah, like, man. Please do it. That's so He's cool. Like, I'm not doing cocaine anymore. I don't have any ego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's it's so cool, man, to to have that feeling of of just writing substantial enough songs for just anybody to pick it up and listen this episode of what's right is brought to you by Theo music group Theo music group is a record label based in texas that's signed myself as well as dane pack peter sinclair and others they're the reason the lights are on most of the time for all of those households they've partnered with yellow dog studios so that we're able to have nice things like vinyl records with production value you can learn more about Theo music group by going to the website theomusicgroup.com yeah. Is there like a common denominator on like the songs of yours that have been like that are like hits or like with like millions of streams or multiple hundreds of thousands of streams? Is there like a common denominator on any of those? Or is what do you that, mean a common denominator? Like is there something that's the same about all of them? Oh. Or is that just like whatever happens to hit just happens to hit? I think that's the the way. Yeah, what happens to hit because I don't know, like, I don't know, the the album that Do You Miss Texas was on, that that song right there has like a million spins on Spotify, and it's uh, it's cool to see. It's not my favorite song on the album. Right. And you always kind of like the B songs more, I guess, and it kind of going into the studio knowing that was sort of a mainstream kinda like chord a hit. progression. It's kind of like a hit. Yeah. It's, it's it had like... the re- relatability factor of just missing somebody and the chord progression was easy to get behind yeah um but i I felt that way about um us doing aliens and ice cream yeah i felt like it was like even though there was some metaphors and some cool imagery in it and it's fun to play i still felt like it was like this is an obvious radio thing let's do it right here 
Yeah. Take that Coca-Cola. No, it's empty. Ooh, you're fucked, man. Let's do it. Let's do a little. Let's do a little shot for the boys. Let's do it. This one's for the boys. Who ever had a bloody shark? <laughs> No, I wouldn't recommend that Shania Twain uh, documentary. It's pretty, pretty boring. Really? Unless you're a Shania Twain super fan, I guess you you would like it. I started it and I fell asleep. So. Pretty, it's pretty like pretty mediocre of a documentary. I mean, for I was wanting to see like Shania Twain, you know, once did heroin through a fire hose, <laughs> you know. But I would it, it wasn't bad. It's was pretty contemporary and exactly what you think her upbringing is, and it's nice. And comfortable once you finish it, but I wasn't looking for comfort. Yeah, I, want, I wanted to hear about her and Stevie Nicks having like a cat fight yeah, yeah, in a yeah. parking lot somewhere. Ooh, yeah, exactly. just never was gonna happen. Mm -mm. Like I, I would have rather just another Shania music video than like a three-part documentary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, also like she's not saying anything that she hasn't already said. Like it may be on a different platform, but like. There's a, there's a CMT backstory with her. There's probably a VH1 story. I'm not sure, but like, there's, she has said all of this shit on TV for 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, or more, you know. Now that, like, there's this. Or she uh, probably hasn't said it in about 25 yeah. years, but before then she was saying it for 30 years She prior. was, but now that there's like this uh, movement of, I guess like female power. That yeah. documentary is perfect spot to put oh, her out there. Was. I was this, uh, you know, she was also country awesome. slash rock star person who really was just cool. going against the grain. Love it. Yeah, no, that's it's a great time, and it's it's actually, I I told you it's mediocre, which it is for what I yeah. was trying to find. But I did see the underlining ideology of it of of it being like she was going against her grain in that time as a female trying to do her own rock star country thing and it yeah. worked because it was so She's good like english selena and it was a it was solely because the music was just good and yeah. it wasn't anything political or like attached right. to it. it's just good shit good stuff and like i love that story and i love that i love the story i love the idea of that documentary i just yeah. kind of i was bored with it because i was sure. i was waiting to see you know them getting a cat fight in the parking lot you know yeah. at three in the morning yeah. at walmart yeah you know i i like i I guess I'd already knew that. Uh, what was it? what was her husband's name? That was the producer. His name was like Mutt. Yeah, he did. He did like ACDC, and he did a lot of those. Yeah, uh, wasn't wasn't his name like Mutt? It was. Yeah. Right. Something like that. I think it was Mutt. Oh. I'm like 99 percent sure it was. Or, yeah, but yeah. he was rock but, star producer who, yeah. who uh, did like ACDC and and a lot of those bands, and he uh, took her under. His wing and yeah, his and cool they just story. they just happen to fall in love. Yeah, it's a very nonchalant Johnny and June sort of. Very nonchalant. Yeah, it's like Johnny. It's like Johnny and June is like the is like the touring version of that story. Yeah, yeah. And her her and this guy is like the recording version. Mm -hmm. And the record recording music in one place is so much healthier. For everyone involved, then, then like and, then like gigging yeah. and like you know what I'm saying yeah. Touring can get crazy, dude. Super you get, you crazy. You get tired and you get like a. Do you miss? Do you miss? Do you miss like going out for like long? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't think that. I you love did. being a homebody now, dude. Yeah, dude. Just seeing my kids and. 
Yeah. Because it's just not about me. And you know that, too. It's yeah. Just now you it's so that. nice for it not to be about me. It's so nice me. to just be, like, the person in the corner and just trying to do the best you can for your, your little offspring there. And yeah. Because you, you trying to do what you can for them that you can never do and just make them as smart as they can be, like, yeah. as quick as possible and just, yeah. just teaching them lessons. It's just so satisfying. Yeah, I was saying this yesterday. It makes you a better person because you're like, this is a lesson I need to teach. I never have done life. I've never, like, lived by this moral of this lesson, but I know it's the right thing to do. So, like, you learn that lesson, too, while you're That's teaching. That's true. And it's so, and, yeah. sad, it's so fulfilling. And you can, you so can, I'm say, learning too you can say lessons, but it's also, like, to teach that lesson, you have to embody that lesson. So therefore, you like learn that lesson exactly. too. And it's like, wow, this is—you just know what's good, what's bad. That's very true. Like, basically, yeah. It, yeah, fatherhood is like a compass for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I, I love it, dude. And it's—I'm just like being a homebody now, and I would just be—I'd be crying, dude, if I was like on, on the, road the road all the time. Yeah, that would. I could do it maybe once every other month. Just do like a four. Just like go tour. out. Yeah. Because everybody needs their get away you know yeah well you'd also be making pretty substantial money it would it would definitely be a plus for sure to to be able to come back with some dough yeah but you know i just like going to uh you know two or three hours away even and just and you're like i'll go home yeah i'm just gonna go home because i and the shitty part part, yeah why am i gonna spend money on a 130 dollar hotel when i could Buy another guitar pedal. (laughs) But I'm like over here thinking, dude, I go to sleep at two still. I haven't gotten over that habit, but the shitty part is I have to to wake up at seven. Right. So I'm like, I'm living on like five hours a day. Maybe seven hours of sleep if it's, if I'm lucky, if the kids are just like, Sleeping if they're good. all doing really good. But I'm I'm counting on seven in the morning and I'm counting on like one thirty or two at night when I go yeah. to sleep. And I can't help that because I'm still a night owl. Yeah. But I just have dad uh, job sure, to do. Sure, man. Yeah. So it's like this little battle of rock star and parenthood at the same time. And it's it's nice. It's not even you, a battle. You don't really? need much more than five hours of sleep right. to function as right. long as you eat. As healthy. long as they're in a row. <laughs> as long as you get that backhand ready whenever you need. No, That's I'm funny. totally kidding. That's funny. Totally getting. I'm definitely not advocating I'm just domestic abuse. Funny. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's tiring as hell yeah. at 7 and 8 and 9 o'clock. But once you kind of surpass that, you know, I'm not a big... And the, suck, the sucky thing is I'm not a coffee drinker. So it's like... I'm I have not either. Nothing to like help me out. And, and like you're not Red Bulls are fine, anymore. but I'm not doing co- <laughs> cocaine, you know. I'm not sniffing a rail, changing Liam's diaper. Not anymore. Not anymore. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's nice once you kind of and like Red Bulls, like I'll, yeah, dude. I, if I have them in the fridge, I'm not going out to get one. Right, you know, right, right. I um, will I will make it until nine. I will find a way to get to to actually wide open yeah. my eyes up wide enough to be like. Hey, the day has started, yeah, and it dude. actually feels nice to see the sun come up. I'm, I'm riding that boat as well. I'm a sleep training guy, and he's he's doing really well, but he's also just like teething at the same time. And so like, as long as nothing's cutting through, he 
he's like pretty great and i can get the five six seven hours in a row because he, he's getting that in a row like every time a new teeth every time a new tooth decides mm -hmm. to come through it's like all right we're we're both in pain right now yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel you bro yeah well let's wrap this up thanks for doing this yeah thank you for having me man yeah. thank you for the awesome furniture that yep. i get to visually you can have it all just witness take, take it and with, also sit on take it uh take just take everything with you yeah I'm, when I'm you gonna, go i'm gonna for sure <laughs> probably that buddha statue honestly okay everything but the buddha statue oh, fuck. Fuck you, man. no um but thanks for having me gear appreciate it. i love you dude